0: M S W Media. We'd like to thank our new sponsor, Microdose, for supporting the Daily Beans. Like to offer to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code DailyBeans to get free shipping and 30% off your first order.
1: News with
0: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Today, Senator Schumer confirms the final Tuberville military holds. A judge lifts an injunction blocking removal of Confederate Memorial at Arlington Cemetery. An ex-Proud Boys leader is sentenced to over three years in prison for a capital riot plot. The Biden administration gets 10 Americans out of Venezuela. Trevion Cootie poses with Jacob Chansley just hours before her Atlanta lawyers drop her case. California consider removing Trump from the ballot. Trump files his opposition with the Supreme Court to Jack Smith's petition for cert. And a January 6th rioter is nabbed by a Bumble dating app Honeypot. He has pled guilty to assaulting officers. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. And happy Thursday! Breaking news: Rudy Giuliani's stay is lifted, and and Shay Moss and Ruby Freeman can go directly after whatever money he's got in other jurisdictions. So that was cool. That happened today too.
1: That is fantastic. We're going to start off the good news and end with the good news today. Apparently,
0: yes, yes, indeed. Um, so I wanted to get since you weren't here yesterday, I wanted to get your thoughts on on Trump being thrown off the ballot in Colorado. Of course, pending su- Supreme Court review, because if the Supreme Court doesn't weigh in by January fourth. He will be on the ballot uh, for the primary. But anyway, big news.
1: I know that was great. I, it came through my phone and I, of course, was very ecstatic in a restaurant. Um, you know, it's it's one of these things where it's hard to find joy because you're like, S- come on, is he like, is this really going to happen? But at the same time, this sets precedent for a several states that have Democratic governors to set this into motion. I don't know. It's just I, I, it gives me some hope that actually he will be held accountable, even if it's keeping him off of the ballot in some states where he's going to need electoral votes.
0: Yeah. Well, if SCOTUS decides that the president doesn't count uh, for Section 3, then no other state will be able to keep him off the ballot. But right. there were so many other implications. Right. So, um, you know, they may find that he did engage in insurrection, which could be huge uh, for some other cases. But we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. We have some quick hits and then, of course, a lot of news to get to today, so we might as well jump into it. Um, let's let's get to the quick hits. And to make a long story short, too late. First up, Trump has filed his opposition to Jack Smith's cert petition to the Supreme Court for them to decide whether Trump is criminally immune in the D.C. federal case. His argument's weird, Dana. He says that it should go slow uh, and SCOTUS should let the appeals court decide first because Jack Smith... Apparently, according to Trump, failed to explain why this case is so extraordinary, why it should go fast. But then he argued that the case is really extraordinary. (laughs) So it should be decided really slowly. Uh, It's a pile of garbage. Andy and I will break it down on this weekend's episode of the Jack podcast. So I look forward to talking to him about that.
1: All right, A.G., thank you. And from Raw Story, lawyers dumped Trevion Cootie, one of Donald Trump's co-defendants in his Georgia election fraud case, hours after she posed for a photo with the QAnon shaman with a message that read, cue the haters. Well, Trevion Cootie raises her middle finger, by the way, in the photo with convicted January 6th writer, Jacob Chansley. And as we know, Jacob uh, was famously supporting that bison crown and a flag painted face taken at the Turning Points USA America Fest conference and posted to Instagram on Monday. The same day, Cootie's attorneys filed a motion notifying the court where Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis filed her sprawling racketeering case, as we know, that they no longer wanted to represent
0: her. (laughs) They're
1: like, no, we're out. Thanks, middle fingers up. We're gone.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons lawyers drop off cases. Uh, It could be for maybe the case is changing. Maybe she's going to do a plea deal. Maybe she's going to be charged with something else, or maybe she's just a giant pain in the ass. Uh, we don't know, but we'll be find all out. Of the above. <laughs> Next up from the Hill, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on Tuesday sought and received unanimous consent to confirm the promotions for the 11 four-star generals that had been held up for months by Tommy Tuberville to protest the Pentagon's abortion policy. So that, uh, you know, because he we got through the first... 400 or whatever, and there were just uh, 11 four-star generals left and uh, and admirals, and, and they went ahead and got unanimous consent on those as well. So we're all done with Tuberville's stupid block, and he just looks dumb. And what a moron.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, AG. This is also from The Hill. California may be the next state to ban the former president from its primary ballot over the 14th Amendment concerns. Well, Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis, as we know is a Democrat, requested the state on Wednesday to look into every legal option to do just that. Now, the move follows a ruling from the Colorado Supreme Court on Tuesday that affirmed Trump engaged in insurrection on January 6th by inflaming his supporters with false claims of election fraud and directing them to the Capitol, preventing him from a second White House term under the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause. Well, the state court's decision kicked Trump off the state primary ballot, barring a challenge, of course, from the federal Supreme Court. So as we talked about that just a second ago, we'll see what happens there.
0: Yeah. And it kind of kicks him off the ballot, barring a challenge from the Supreme Court, but not really, because if the Supreme Court does not weigh in in time, he gets on to he gets to be on the ballot. So it's kind of the opposite. They default put him on the ballot if the Supreme Court doesn't weigh in. And we'll keep our eyes on that story in California. I know Maine is trying to do a similar thing. There's a lot of states that are waiting to see what the Supreme Court does. All right, we have a lot more news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. First up from CNN, the U.S. has reached an agreement to secure the release of six wrongfully detained Americans and four other Americans held in Venezuela. The deal will also include the extradition of Leonard Francis, the former military contractor known as Fat Leonard who orchestrated the largest corruption scandal in U.S. Navy history. The deal marks another sign of significant thawing in relations between U.S. and Venezuela after months of high-level negotiations between the two countries. The thaw comes as Biden and the administration contends with a worsening situation at the southern border, driven largely by Venezuelan migrants that has pushed federal resources to the brink. The release includes all six Americans who were classified as wrongfully detained, including Avon Hernandez, um, I think it's Harrell Kennemore or Jarrell Kennemore, Joseph Cristella, and Savoy Wright. And that's according to a senior administration official. Luke Denman and Aaron or Aaron Barry are also in the group of 10 Americans who were released from Venezuela. The two former Green Berets were jailed in Venezuela in May 2020 for their alleged roles in what Maduro called a failed coup. They were sentenced to 20 years in prison down there. The senior administration official said additional individuals are not being named, citing their privacy. Quote, these past few months have been some of the most difficult of our lives, and we are relieved the ordeal has ended. That's a statement from Wright's family. We are grateful to the U.S. government for bringing Savoy home so quickly, to Mickey Bergman from the Richardson Center, to Jonathan Franks, who guided us the entire way, and to the many others who helped bring Savoy home. We are grateful forever. Quote, in time, we will have much to say about how we think this process could better serve families and about reforms needed to the designation system. But for now, we'd respectfully ask for privacy at this time, et cetera. Now, President Joe Biden celebrated the deal in a statement on Wednesday saying he was grateful that their ordeal is finally over and that these families are being made whole once again. He went on to say that Francis would face justice for crimes he committed against the U.S. government and the American people. Quote, we are ensuring that the Venezuelan regime meets its commitments. They have announced an electoral roadmap agreed to by opposition parties for competitive presidential elections in 2024. That's one of the commitments they agreed to. This is a positive and important step forward. And today they're releasing 20 political prisoners on top of five released previously. We will continue to monitor this closely and take appropriate action if needed. And we stand in support of democracy in Venezuela and the aspirations of the Venezuelan people. So Fat Leonard, a senior administration official said, will be returned to federal detention. Now, Francis, who's a Malaysian national, was arrested in 2013, pled guilty. And while he was on house arrest awaiting sentencing, he cut off his ankle tracking bracelet and fled to Venezuela. His return to the United States will now assure that he is held fully accountable for his crimes, as well as for his attempt to escape from justice. In exchange, Biden made what officials cast as a difficult decision to grant clemency to Alex Saab, an alleged financier to Venezuela President Nicolas Maduro. So this is who we're giving back. In order to make this exchange, the president had to make an extremely difficult decision to offer something that the Venezuelan counterparts have actively sought, and he made the decision to grant clemency to Alex Saab, who was a pending trial for money laundering, and allow his return to Venezuela. So we get Fat Leonard back plus 20 political prisoners, five more, and then 10 other Americans for Alex Saab. The U.S. has alleged Saab was behind corruption networking involving government subsidized food programs that allowed Maduro and his allies to steal hundreds of millions of dollars from the Venezuelan people. Venezuela is also expected, like I said, to release the 20 political prisoners as part of the deal. Uh, the administration said they hope the release of political prisoners would lead to a more democratic Venezuela, leading into the country's presidential election next year. In October, the U.S. agreed to ease some sanctions on Venezuela for the Maduro-dominated country when they took steps to open their elections. Quote, we hope if they're able to successfully complete the actions hoped for today, we will be well-placed to see a more democratic path in Venezuela. That's an administration official. Now, Jake Sullivan and his top deputy, John Finer were involved in months-long negotiations starting this past May, and uh, they're saying that this is a very positive outcome. Biden was regularly consulted on the decisions. So he was kept apprised of every step of the way. And uh, the administration also praised the role of Qatar, which recently mediated a temporary ceasefire in the Israeli-Hamas war, in mediating this deal with Venezuela. Qatar is where we do all this mediation. For months, they facilitated conversations between Maduro authorities and U.S. officials aimed at clearing a path toward a competitive election in 2024. We are quite grateful for those efforts. And despite Wednesday's deal, Maduro is still facing a number of charges in the United States, including drug trafficking and corruption. And that's according to a senior administration official. And intensified negotiations with Venezuela came amid geopolitical shifts that have made a friendlier relationship with the U.S. more of a priority in recent months. Uh, In October, Venezuela formalized steps toward a more transparent presidential election in the so-called Barbados Agreement, which included an update to the election registry to include more Venezuelans living abroad and a pledge to include international observers at the ballot box next year. The next day, the U.S. suspended sanctions on measures related to Venezuela's oil and gas sector operations and certain trading bans. So this is a really huge deal. There's a lot more to this story from CNN um, that you can read on their website. But this is this is a very very big you know swap that we've just negotiated with Venezuela and the Maduro regime through. Cutter. So this is good news.
1: Absolutely, a lot of this is obviously very confusing. So, like AG said, if you want to go more in depth and read the whole story, it's worth it. Trust me, uh, it's it's fascinating as well. Now, this is next up from the hill. A former leader for the far right Proud Boys extremist group. Well, they were sentenced on Tuesday to more than three years behind bars for joining a plot to attack the U.S. Capitol nearly three years ago. I can't believe it's been almost three years. Charles Donahoe, he was the second Proud Boy to plead guilty to conspiring with other group members to obstruct the January 6, 2021, joint session of Congress for certifying President Joe Biden's electoral victory. While well, his sentence could be a bellwether for other Proud Boys conspirators, who agreed to cooperate with federal prosecutors. Donahoe, he's 35. He's in Kernsville, North Carolina. Well, he apologized to his family, the law enforcement officers who guarded the Capitol on January 6th, and I quote, America as a whole, for his actions on January 6th. He said, I knew what I was doing was illegal from the very moment those barricades got knocked down. Well, U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly sentenced him to three years and four months in prison, Donahoe could be eligible for release in a month or two because he gets credit for the jail time he already has served. And he's been there since March of 2021 when he was arrested. Now, the judge said Donahoe seems to be doing everything in his power to make amends for his crimes. He said, I think I've got all the ingredients here to put this behind you. That's what Kelly said. Now, Donahoe was president of a local Proud Boys chapter in North Carolina. He was a lieutenant of former Proud Boys national chairman Enrique Tario who was sentenced, as we know, to 22 years in prison. That's the longest term so far in a capital riot case. And in May, the jury convicted Tario and three other Proud Boys leaders of seditious conspiracy, charges for plotting to stop the peaceful transfer of presidential power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Well, Donahoe agreed to cooperate with federal authorities when he pleaded guilty in April of 2022 to two felony counts, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding and assaulting, resisting or impeding police. Now, he wasn't called to testify at the trial of Tario and other Proud Boys earlier this year. Prosecutors recommended a prison sentence ranging from 35 to 43 months for Donahoe. Sentencing guidelines, by the way, recommended a prison term ranging from 70 to 87 months. So not even half of that. Now more than twelve hundred people have been charged with capital riot related federal crimes, and as we know, approximately nine hundred of them have pleaded guilty or been convicted by a judge or jury after trials, and over seven hundred have been sentenced. Now a case unsealed on Monday charges a local political activist from Florida with storming the Capitol building on January sixth with a Proud Boy member, Barbara Balmasetti Balmasetta. And Barbara, 23, she lives in Miami Lakes, Florida, and she was arrested in her hometown last Thursday on charges, including obstruction of justice and disorderly contact. We are three years out and they are still making arrests because people are figuring out who they are from social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the people that are, in, you know, investigating all this are figuring out who. All, I mean, there were so many people that breached the Capitol that it's it's incredible they're still doing this work. I hope every one of them gets sent away.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, close to maybe 3,000. There's still so many more to go. And, And that's because, like you said, of those sedition hunters. And that's the book by Ryan Riley. And he's also the author of this next article from NBC. Um, He says nearly three years ago, a young professional in the nation's capital was sitting in her apartment after the January 6th attack and saw that the FBI was looking for help identifying the rioters. So she opened up the Bumble dating app, changed her political beliefs to conservative. Oh, my God. And got to swiping. So good. (laughs) This is only one of so many great stories in Sedition Hunters. It's really incredibly, uh, like... Very meaningful, but also there's a lot of funny stuff in there. There's
1: going to be a movie. Someone has had to have optioned the rights to this. Anyway, keep keep going.
0: <laughs> the woman reached out to several Donald Trump supporters, who the app showed were in Washington, D.C., in the area, hoping to elicit confessions from those who had flooded into the city because they believed his lies about the 2020 presidential election. On Wednesday, one of the Bumble users she turned into the FBI pled guilty to assaulting law enforcement officers with chemical spray while holding a metal whip. Andrew, take a 35-year-old from Texas. I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name right. It's spelled T-A-A-K-E. He pled guilty to assaulting law enforcement officers with a deadly and dangerous weapon, admitting that he used both bear spray and a metal whip to attack officers during a hearing before U.S. District Judge Carl Nichols in Washington. Take, who had been ordered held in pretrial detention after his arrest in July of 2021, appeared in a sparsely filled courtroom on Wednesday in an orange prison jumpsuit. Guilty, he said telling Nichols he was entering his plea voluntarily and of his own free will. The woman, referred to as Witness One, in Take's FBI affidavit, has previously recalled how comically minimal ego-stroking from her led Trump supporters to give her information about their activities on January 6th. (laughs) I felt a bit of civic duty, I guess, but truthfully, I was mostly just mad and thinking, fuck these guys, she said, speaking anonymously for fear of online reprisal. Her strategy, she said, was saying, wow, crazy, tell me more to guys on repeat if they gave her enough uh, for her to send the information to the FBI. Now, she ended up chatting with about a dozen guys in the days after the January 6th attack and said they made comments that were very on brand for MAGA. uh, And when they parroted the debunked talking points about the 2020 election, they were hearing from prominent Republicans. They couldn't see her rolling her eyes on the other side of the phone. Quote, they just wanted to regurgitate a lot of these ideas to somebody and it seemed like I was a willing participant. It definitely didn't take a lot of arm twisting to get them to start talking about it. Basically me being like, wow, so cool. Then what? What oh else? Pretty <laughs> much all it took. <laughs> One of my friends was like, you basically got all these confessions just by being like, "Haha, ha, then what? <laughs> In Take's case, she stumbled on his profile and started asking him questions and found he was very willing to brag to a woman he just virtually met. NBC News has viewed screenshots of messages Take and the woman exchanged in the app. Quote, were you near all the action? She asked. Yes, Take replied from the very beginning. He sent along a selfie he took shortly after being pepper sprayed. In the days following the attack, she continued chatting with Take, falsely telling him that she couldn't video chat because she was at a beer garden with friends. She attempted to gather more intel, asking him if he planned on coming back for Joe Biden's inauguration. Quote, maybe, depending on what happens with the election, he wrote, Biden still isn't in office and and there's too much criminal stuff to come out. There are many, many patriots ready and willing to head back depending on what happens, he told her. Now take a self-employed handyman who owned a pressure washing business, has a felony record, And authorities found multiple guns at his home when they took him into custody. He was on bond in a separate case when he stormed the Capitol with a pending charge for soliciting a minor online. That's according to court records in Harris County, Texas. And that case is still active. Takes, quote, his willingness to physically assault officers with bear spray and a metal whip while on bond and conditions of release for felony offense on solicitation of a minor demonstrate by clear and convincing evidence that he poses a concrete threat to both the community and to specific individuals. That's what a federal magistrate judge wrote, uh, bolding for emphasis when ordering take be detained until trial. And his sentencing was set for March 26th. Take was not the only January 6th defendant arrested, thanks to the intrepid Bumble users. Robert Chapman was sentenced to home detention in a misdemeanor charge after he was turned in by a Bumble match. Reached by NBC News after takes guilty plea, the woman who sent his identity to the FBI was glad to see him held accountable. Finally, the woman told NBC News on Wednesday, it's been wild to see him still defend that attack all this time. It makes me even more glad he was caught for it. I regret nothing, LOL, the woman told NBC News on Wednesday.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, this story does make me so happy. so good. Oh, my goodness. All right, A.G., thank you. And last in this section, this is from NBC Channel 4 in D.C. The U.S. Army will resume the removal of a century-old memorial to Confederate soldiers from Arlington National Cemetery following a court ruling Tuesday evening. This is them, a statement from the cemetery. Now, at a hearing in federal court in Alexandria, Virginia, U.S. District Judge Rossi Alston said he issued a temporary injunction Monday after receiving an urgent call from the memorial supporter saying that grave sites adjacent to the memorial were being desecrated and disturbed as contractors began work to remove the memorial. Well, he said he toured the site before Tuesday's hearing and saw the site was being treated respectfully. He said, I saw no desecration of any graves. The grass wasn't even disturbed. Now, Alston lifted the injunction after Tuesday's hearing. Cemetery officials have said that they are required by law to complete the removal by the end of the year, and the contractors doing the work have only limited availability over the next week or so. Well, an independent commission recommended removal of the memorial last year in conjunction with a review of Army bases with Confederate names. The statue, designed to represent the American South and unveiled in 1914, features a bronze woman crowned with olive leaves standing on a 32-foot pedestal. Now, the woman holds a a laurel wreath, plow stock and pruning hook, and a biblical inscription to her feet that says, and I quote, they have beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Well, some of the figures also on the statue include a black woman depicted as Mammy, and I quote, please, it's Mammy holding what is said to be the child of a white officer and an enslaved man following his owner to war. Well, Defend Arlington, in conjunction with a group called Save Southern Heritage Florida, they have filed multiple lawsuits trying to keep the memorial in place. Well, the group contends that the memorial was built to promote reconciliation between the North and the South, and that removing the memorial erodes that reconciliation. Yeah, sure. I don't think so. Now, Tuesday's hearing focused largely on legal issues, but Alston questioned the heritage group's lawyers about the notion that the memorial promotes reconciliation. Because A.G. and I clearly agree (laughs) with this lawyer. Uh. Now, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, P.O.S., uh, who disagrees with, of course, the decision to remove the memorial, made arrangements for it to be moved to land owned by the Virginia Military Institute at New Market Battlefield State Historical Park in the Shenandoah Valley. So Glenn Youngkin really wants to keep this thing preserved. And I'm not surprised because I think he would actually like to keep slavery preserved if he could. I would put it in his house, weirdo.
0: Yeah, this, every time somebody's like, it was the Democrats that started the KKK. It was the Democrats that started the Civil War. As oh, I'm going
1: to throw punch people so
0: that now what you do is say well cool we're going to re- we're going to remove all of our statues then is that cool yeah exactly <laughs> no that's our heritage i'm sorry who's <laughs> 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 oh, oh you fucking dick i just mm, somebody one time somebody tweeted you know um, lincoln was a republican he freed the slaves and the democrats started the kkk and somebody somebody tweeted yeah and one time nick cage won an oscar but a lot of shit's went down since then <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good uh, a good analogy. All right, everybody, we have a lot of good news to get to, but we have to take a quick break. Stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Myself and lots of other folks have recently started using microdose gummies. These are amazing. Small, precisely measured substances that help pave the way toward being in a better state of mind. Plus, they make it easier to get in the zone, you know, super relaxed the chill station that sensation of sharpened focus though when your mind and body are at peace you have more energy but you're calm microdosing makes it easier to get there and it helps you stay there a lot longer Microdose sent me gummies so I could learn more about getting in the zone, and you can try it too. Go to Microdose.com and use code DAILYBEANS to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Ever since I've been taking Microdose gummies, it's like someone turned down the volume on my stress. No more feeling frazzled after long work calls. My shoulders don't bunch up. My jaw unclenches. I relax. I'm in a better mood. I feel that kind of peace and satisfaction after finishing a good book. Plus, it's been easier to fall asleep than ever before. Microdose gummies strike the perfect balance for relaxation without the excess I prefer the gentler approach. A half a gummy eases me right into the peaceful evening vibe. Uh, away from the day is pace, relentless pace. It helps me shift gears. Yeah, it's so great. I, uh, you know, I shift down from busy to relaxed, and I can unwind from the day without any sluggish after effects. And that's one of the reasons I love microdosing so much. I recommend people try these gummies today. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use code DAILYBEANS to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code DAILYBEANS. microdose.com, code DAILYBEANS for 30% off. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? near good news good news. uh send your good news to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact should i go through the whole list i mean no <laughs> good news confessions corrections what the mutt what, what what what's the model of your oxalotl <laughs> i mean I'm, re- I'm still proud of it it's i'm still so proud good. of it it's so good and i think model should be m-o-d-l yeah. since <laughs> oxalotl is o-t-l um, shout out to a small business, uh, especially for the holidays, or your small business. A shout out to a loved one. And I love, and I know Dana loves too, self shout outs. Those are the coolest. Send those to us. Whoopie stories, blankie stories, theses, titles, frog orgies, baby pictures, happy places, holiday photos, anything at all. Dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. I'm going to take the first two here because they're both pretty short. First up from Jane, pronoun. she and her, correct pronunciation shout out. The other day, Dana mentioned a senior citizen living in the town I spent the first eighteen years of my life in, Decorah. I just want to let Dana know you got the pronunciation perfectly correct the first time you said it. Kudos!
1: Thank you. I don't remember which one I said first, but I'm I glad it was it
0: correct. Or
1: I know we haven't added. Who knows? It's one of those. Thank but you, Jane.
0: Hey, it's nice to get. A pronunciation I know, correct know, especially for me, and you all know that. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Next up from Dwayne, pronouns he and him. Good morning, Beans Queens. This is your Phoenix Uber driver still subjecting morning riders to the daily beans cleanup. And Jack, shout out to my son who is just starting college with the goal of being a special education teacher. That is a noble pursuit, Dwayne. He has landed a job working with autistic kids here in Phoenix, and I'm so proud of him. Pod pet tax is peedy. Doing his best Bugs Bunny impression, and I hope he makes you smile. My dog oh, loves carrots. So Petey's a Petey. happy baby. It's like Petey. Petey wasn't that the dog from uh, the something gang? The remember that old black and white show with the kids and they do you, the little rascals. The little rascals. I'm like the bloodhound gang. No, that I, is... I know
1: I was thinking bloodhound gang and I was like, no, cause that was right after the electric company and it was in color. And like, I went through the whole thing in my head. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Petey. This dog is beautiful and Adorable. soups cute. All rascals. right. Hmm. All right, this next one's from Anonymous pronouns she and her greetings. I have followed at Muller She Wrote on Twitter until it was bought and destroyed and started listening to the Jack Podcast, the Daily Beans, the Cleanup, and of course I had become a patron. A patron? A patron <laughs> for sweary Pete. Swear I would to like Pete. to shout out an adoption pet as well. Last week I became foster mom to midnight. Pick below this sweet house panther through an amazing I got the sweet house panther through an amazing rescue. Binx's Home for Black Cats, oh, cool. which is literally Binx's home for blackcats dot com. Now as a fan of voids, I have nothing but respect for Binx's and think they need all the support they can get. They have all kinds of Panthers and Voids up for adoption and are saving more all the time. They, they have a sister store which is house of black cat magic it's fucking brilliant where they sell uh urban stuff and proceed, proceeds go to support the rescue if you are not in western north carolina area they do have an online shop and they will ship again that is Dink's home for black cats.com. but seriously bat cat yoga anyone they has it. Now, anyways, thanks for all you do. Next time I'll send more pics of our spoiled, rotten, personal Catons, a tuxie and a Void. And I tell the story of how I got my husband hooked on the beans. This time I wanted it to be all about good work Binks is doing and Midnight and finding him a forever home. So thank you for all you do.
0: Oh, so if anybody's interested in adopting Binks and you are in the, what was it, Western North Carolina area, let us mm-hmm. know, reach out, and we'll see if we can put you in touch. Look at the baby void. That's so cool. Dedicated to nothing but black cats. That's so rad. Binks's B-I-N-X-S. Binks's home for blackcats.com. Next up from Jen M, Pronoun she and they. This is a plea to listeners and a confession. In 2019, I adopted a sweet dog named Ada who was found a few months previously curled up at the edge of a wooded graveyard, weighing 32 pounds and unable to stand or walk. For reference, she turned out to be a white shepherd, healthy at 75 pounds. Wow, half her weight. After having her for two years, she she was diagnosed with a degenerative myelopathy. It's a genetic disease that had her unable to walk in a matter of months and would progress quickly. I dedicated myself to making her every day the best it could, Be while I had her. Mm, So sad. My family had to say goodbye to the happiest, most loving dog we've ever known just a few months ago. And this is the plea part of my note. Please support responsible breeding practices and adopt when you can. So, not to end on a bummer note, we fostered a lovely dog named Dexter. He would make a great what the mutt, definitely border collie in there, but we don't know the rest. We had to return him to the shelter because he wanted to chase cats and my cats love hanging with dogs, so recipe for disaster. I didn't have the bandwidth to be a single mom with two kids working full-time to give him the training he deserves. And I realized that I'm still grieving Ada deeply. That's my confession. What I would love for Christmas is for Dexter to find a home. I'm sharing pictures of him if anyone out there is looking for some pup love, he's at the Hornell, H-O-R-N-E-L-L, Humane Society in Hornell, New York, and he has a diamond in the rough. R-U-F. Oh, look it. What a sweet baby. Indeed. Look at that last picture. Oh, oh so adorable. Somebody oh wants goodness. this dog. If you're in Hornell, New York, get in touch with us. We'll put you in touch with Jen. Thank you, Jen. Please do. All right. This is from Rob, pronouns he and him. Thanks
1: for your coverage of all the GOP and the former guys' insanity with profanity and humor. I've been a fan here in Canada of MSW ever since the early days. I've attached pics of my grand dog Rocky. He's not much of a challenge for what the mud, but he has an interesting background as a former racer in West Virginia. My son adopted him via after-the-track Greyhound Adoption which finds Canadian homes for retired racing greyhounds from the U.S. Hmm. I love that been, at least the greyhounds are smart enough to go to Canada after retirement. <laughs> Rocky is usually decked out in some interesting outfit, one of the variety of bandanas, or in a colorful sweater to keep him warm at this time of year. I just wanted to shout out to my son and his wife for giving Rocky a good life in his retirement, while also fostering another dog for another great dog adoption charity in the area called Redemption Paws.
0: Hmm.
1: I love this whole submission.
0: Look at the beautiful baby. Oh, oh no. the elf outfit. I know, this... it's super cute. <laughs> and then the look at the skeptical side eye in the last photo. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Like, I'm not sure about the colors on this one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for that. These are great submissions for rescues. Next up, Kaylin, pronouns she and her. Hello, beautiful being community. It's been almost a year since my husband's death. I was married to my husband 20 years. What I'm about to say, I know that it probably doesn't make much sense to anyone, but I am more in love with my husband today than on the day he died. The little things that he would do for me, such as him telling the pharmacist, please make sure my wife's preferred name is in the system. I go by my middle name. And with me being facially blind, uh, how people refer to me tells me if I know them or not. If they call me by my first name or mangle my last name, I know that they don't know me. For people who are not aware of what facial blindness is, I don't recognize people by their faces, and I did not recognize my husband's face or even my own face in the mirror. With the loss of my husband, I lost that person who helped me navigate the world. I miss how my husband would interact with our two neurodivergent children. He was such a good dad. I miss being weird with him. We were silly and strange together, so since his death, one of the things I've been doing is carrying a bunch of stickers on me, and I give them out to people such as wait staff or people who are having a hard day because who doesn't want a sticker. I also carry around googly eyes and we'll put them on things like signage, <laughs> restroom signs are my favorite because I can cover up the letter o's with the googly eyes and most people never notice that I did anything. By the way, I love that I actually have several little tins of what's called emergency googly eyes. You guys can get them online and you just put them wherever you want. Uh, I want to do a shout out to a local jeweler here in Austin who made my remembrance jewelry. Originals, jewelry, and gifts. They made me a locket in which I can have a lock of my husband's hair. Since I'm facially blind, a normal locket would not work for me because someone could swap out a photo of any man and I wouldn't know any different. The locket has the same type of stones that are in my wedding ring and shows a half moon or a half of a hole because he made me whole. I included a photo of my wedding ring next to the locket and a photo of the two of us on our 20th wedding anniversary and a photo I took after putting googly eyes on my husband's remembrance stone. <laughs> Please tell the people in your life how much you love them and get a will done. I wish we would have done that. You can check out originals, jewelry and Gifts.com.
1: Kaylin, this is a really vulnerable, beautiful Submission. I'm I'm fascinated by so much of the story, and and your love is so beautiful for your husband. And what a gorgeous couple! I love the picture of the two of you. Mm-hmm. He was 43, Ag. He was 43.
0: Look at the googly eyes. Yeah. On the on the remembrance stone, and then the jewelry is beautiful, gorgeous. That's originalsjewelryandgifts.com. Thank you so much. What a beautiful. An amazing submission Kaylin. thank you and thanks to everybody thanks for all of your posts and uh, good news submissions today and pronunciation shout outs for getting them right we appreciate that um, everybody if you've been on the fence about sending in your good news now is the time we need it now send it into us heading into the new year um, I we could do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact we really Really love getting those submissions. And somebody wrote in and said, how do I get my name on a, on a list to receive one of the donated annual premium subscriptions? You do that by going to dailybeanspod.com. You scroll down a little bit, you'll see something that says patrons helping patrons. And that's where you can either get on a list to receive a donated year-long premium subscription or give a donated year-long previous uh, uh, premium subscription. It's only $36 a year. Um, and thank you all for everyone who's who's been part of that. We've we've I think we've got I'm, we're almost close to a thousand. Dana, that's fantastic. It's brilliant, and you guys are so giving and wonderful. And thank you so much for that. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend?
1: I nothing that's poignant. I, I'm just I'm, my heart's sort of full with the last submission, and just thinking about love and hug the people that are important to you. I think we say that time and time again on the podcast. So don't wait.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Thank you so much. Everybody will be back in your ears tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your family. Take care of your mental health. Take care of what did I miss? Take care of yourselves, each other, You're the planet. Take care of the planet. I <laughs> almost forgot where I was for a second because I went out of order. See how that happens?
1: It's what happens. You should see her face right now, everyone. It was <laughs> close. I thought I was gonna have to fly back and make sure she's okay.
0: I'm pointing my pen into like to nowhere and I've got a she's thousand yards stare dragged. right now. I can't remember. Vote blue over Q.
1: Oh my god, and take everyone with you, especially Adrian. Adrian? Who's Adrian? <laughs> Who the fuck is... Whoever's Adrian listening out there, just get prepared. A lot of people are about to come to your house to take you to vote.
0: Take everyone with you. Especially Allison. Especially Adrian. Who the fuck is Adrian? My mom. Is it really? (laughs) I thought you knew that and you were telling everybody to take my mom to go. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Okay, Every once in a while, this happens. I know it's a favorite of yours at home listening, and it's a favorite of ours. So everyone, on that note.
0: I've been A.G. And I've been D.G. And them's the beans. (laughs) Take Adrian. Especially Adrian. Who the fuck is Adrian? The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill, with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane